It is my joy and privilege to, to speak with you today, and I get to talk to you guys um, about worship today. We're in our Say Yes series. Um, we've been going through um, ways that we can say yes with our talents. And um, this, whole, this whole year, uh, maybe you've heard, but this whole year that we have chosen as a church to, to really um, to, um, bring our focus into worship and worshiping God. And um, in Scripture, uh, God tells us that in order to worship Him, He gives us three areas, our time, our talent, and our treasure. And we already talked about our treasure earlier this year. Um, In February, as we went through our uh, Finding Financial Freedom series, and just a great series on how to manage their finances and and what it means to to tithe and to give to God, and uh, how how really all of you know all of those uh, funds that we have, all of the gifts that we have been given are our gifts. They're not, even though we work for them, God has has blessed us with them, and and so we get an opportunity to give back to Him. And if you haven't been, uh, if you ha- weren't able to uh, be here for those uh, sermons, I challenge you guys to go onto funchurch.com and find those uh, sermons that Aaron thought about. And uh, speaking of Aaron, you notice that I'm not Aaron. Aaron is gone. He'll be gone for the next two weeks. Uh, you heard a little bit about uh, our churches in Israel, half some of our churches in Israel right now. Um, I did the math after first service because I butchered it. I said a third, but I think it's a sixth of our church is in Israel right now. So we're a little bit, not quite as many people here. Um, and so uh, about a little over 30 people are in Israel um, probably should be there by now. Actually, they're probably still flying there by now. I think it's like an 18-hour trip. So um, they left uh, yesterday. And so for the next two weeks, they get to be in the Holy Land and learn about, um, yeah, learn about uh, more about Jesus' life as he was there. And uh, Amazing trip. I'm kind of jealous because I was one of the only staff members that got to stay here. Everybody else left. Um, but it's going to be a great time. So we talked about treasure, um, worshiping God with our treasure earlier this year. We, we're going to be talking about worshiping God with our time after the summer. And um, now we're going to be talking about, uh, we have been talking about worshiping God with our talents um, through the Say Yes um, to Ministry series. And, and we started off on Easter. We said yes to, um, we said yes to, to hope, to Jesus, to life um, in Jesus. And then we went on to say yes to ministry, and, la- and last week um, we hit on our hospitality ministry in our church. This week we're going to hit on our worship arts ministry in our church, um, and then there's uh, four other ministries, three other, three other ministries that we're going to go through specifically on our church um, that we're going to um, say yes to. So if you, with all that being said, if you're a guest here this morning, we are super glad you're here, um, and you may be thinking, well, you're talking about all of these ministries in your church that, you know, I'm, I'm from Kansas, <laughs> and uh, I don't go to your church, so what's the point? Well, I'm going to be talking a lot about worship and how we can worship God with our lives uh, to take it practically in wherever we're at. Um, maybe it's here at our church. Uh, maybe it's, uh, if you're a guest, maybe this is the way you get plugged in uh, at our church here. Um, maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe you're going to take it um, to Indiana is where I'm from. Um, no, so this is great practical, great practical stuff. Um, glad I get to talk to you about worship, which is fitting because I'm the worship pastor. All right. 
So um, again, in the, in the middle of this worship series, I do get to talk to you about worship, and, and personally, I think it's I think it's the most important uh, uh, sermon of all since we're in worship that I talk about worship ministry. I'm just saying, but uh, but seriously, all of these things that we talk about, whether it be discipleship, even administration, ministry, youth ministry, all of these are forms of worship, and I just get to touch touch quick quickly on, on worship ministry. So I'm um, just going to touch real quick, kind of summarize what we've been talking about in our Say Yes to Ministry series, and um, really the main purposes of it, and why we should do ministry. Why we should, should we even get involved? Like, um, why don't we just sit in a chair on Sunday, um, do our worship, sit through the worship, listen to a scripture, or listen to a scripture, listen to a message, and then go home? Like, what's the point of doing ministry? What's the point of doing something? And um, we see that, firstly, ministry is discipleship. Ministry is discipleship. And because ministry is discipleship, um, who we are becoming in ministry, who we are becoming is more important than what we are doing. Um, You think of Jesus and his ministry. Jesus took 12 guys. He didn't have to. He could have done his ministry by himself, right? He took 12 guys, and he asked them to follow him and to do ministry alongside him. And he didn't only ask him to do, them to do ministry alongside, uh, alongside him. He also asked them uh, um, to grow in a deeper understanding and relationship with God. It wasn't all about what they were doing. You know, he took these 12 people. He could have asked them to do ministry and to do these good works, and then just stop there, and he, he died on the cross, and then they could have just been like, oh, what do we do now, right? Um, they could have been in the same spot. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they, um, uh, he could have had these, these fishermen, right? He could have had them um, stay in the same spot they were at and not learn anything. But he, instead, he, he chose to, to use these 12 people and have them serve alongside them to transform who they were. And so with that in mind, we think about ministry, and sometimes it's easy to think about, well, that's the, the pastor's job, right? That's the minister's job. You know, that's what I'm doing. That's what Aaron's doing. That's what our staff is doing. But in all reality, the Bible talks about ministry um, is something for all believers. It's something for us all to do. Um, every single person. And you. <laughs> that means you. Uh, did you know that, that God is not looking for that like really mature person to do ministry? Um, we as a staff talked about this. God's not looking for that really mature person to do ministry. Instead, he's looking for that ordinary person. Um, think of Jesus. He, t- he took fishermen, ordinary people, and he brought them deep into maturity and relationship with him. And through that, they did ministry. And they did awesome things. And through those 12 people, um, God chose to reach the entire world, uh, which is pretty cool. So God wants you, um, each and every one of you. And, and we minister, as we minister, we become more mature in Christ, but we also become more unified in Christ. And we recognize that we can't do it alone. Um, the Bible talks about us being a body of Christ, that each one of us has a different function, um, that... Um, Maybe I'm a leg and you're a foot and, and uh, you're an arm and 
and you're an eye. We all have this different, these different functions to make the body of Christ um, to function. And uh, we all get to be a part of it. Secondly, ministry is worship. And I'm going to get um, a little bit more in depth with this today. Um, God's designed us to do good works. And we see this in our scripture memory verse that we're going to memorize today. Continue memorizing. And uh, as we do those good works, um, we get to worship him through them. Thirdly, ministry is empowered by God. And this is, I think, the most important, that we can't do ministry by ourselves. We can do good stuff, good works by ourselves, but we can't do ministry by ourselves. You know, even, um, you know, unbeliever, unbelievers can do good works. There's, there's really good people who don't believe in Christ, um, who do awesome things. Um, but God empowers ministry. God empowers us to do something even greater than we can even than, than we could think about doing it on our own. Um, he took, uh, like I said, he took those twelve nobodies, those twelve people, and and transformed the world. And so we get to ask the question: What, God? What would you have us do? Not God. I'm going to do this for you, for your kingdom, and then ask you to come alongside me and give me strength to do it. No, I'm going to ask you, God, what would you have me do? What would you do through me? Um, so it's kind of taking that selfish mindset and, and putting it on God. This morning we get to continue to ask that question as we dive into worship ministry. And, and even before we do, we get to memorize another scripture. I know all of you love doing. Um, it's Ephesians 2.10. So we're going to read this together. Um, just a few times. This is something uh, that we have been memorizing for the past few weeks. I can't find my bulletin, but that's okay. All right, let's say it together. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. Well, if you would, take out that uh, green connection card that you have in your bulletin that I don't have, but that you have. Um, there's a scripture memory verse card right on the side of that, and you can take that this week. Put it where, somewhere that you um, uh, know where it's going to be, and that you can look at that this week and memorize that. Put it on your hearts. Uh, we're created to do good works through Christ Jesus. He's created us to do it. All right. Well, today we are going to be in Romans 12. So if you would turn uh, your Bibles there, if you, have, if you have one, if you don't have one, you can always grab one by the soundboard. There's some Bibles back there. And if you don't have a Bible at all, feel free to take one of those. That's our gift to you. We just encourage you to read it. And um, if you do read it, which is always a good thing, read the Bible. Um, and if you're just starting out, an awesome place to start is Romans 12. Is Romans, really. Just Romans. Thank you. Hey, that's mine, too. <laughs> yeah, so there's your connection card. Yeah, an awesome place to start is Romans 12. And um, um, you can start in the whole book of Romans. It's an awesome book. Talks, uh, Romans really talks about it's Paul who's writing here. And Paul was a persecutor. If you don't know who Paul is, Paul, Paul was a persecutor of Christians. His name was Saul back in the day. And uh, he liked to hunt down Christians and to persecute them and to kill them and to stone them. And uh, God changed his life around, and he became Paul and one of the most on fire 
uh, men in the Bible and has transformed really the world through, um, well, while he was on this earth and then through his writings, which is like most of the New Testament, okay? So Paul is writing in Romans and he writes, he's writing this letter to the Roman church, which go figure, it's called Romans, um, and most theologians, theologians believe that, that Paul actually is writing this letter to, even though it's to the, the Roman church, it's to every, every church. It's to all of us. Um, it talks about salvation, the doctrine of salvation, um, and how to become saved, and also what you do, what you do when you are saved, when you become saved, and when you believe in Christ. Uh, so it talks about that, that doctrine of salvation through the death of Jesus and through faith in the blood of Jesus. Um, really the core of the foundation of our faith. And um, there's a reason why there's so many memory verses, so many well-known verses from Romans. And uh, just to name, you may even know some of these by the reference, just to name a few, Romans 3.23, Romans 5.8, Romans 6.23, Romans 8.28, Romans 10.9, Romans 12.2, and the list goes on and on. Because this, this book is just packed full of... of uh, teaching on how to live the Christian life. Um, so really, we see that's a core foundation of our faith, Romans is. And, and the first, few chap- the first uh, half of the book, basically, or more than that, through, through Romans 11, talks about that doctrine of salvation, salvation through faith. And then we get to Romans 12. And through Romans 12, through the end of the book, um, Paul is talking about, um, he's talking about righteousness through faith. And what that really means is, what that really means is righteousness through faith is becoming Christ-like through practicing our faith. That's all it means. So we're going to be in verses 1 and 2, um, and in these passages, um, verse 1 and 2, Paul is talking about worship. And uh, normally, I like to go through like a, a whole chapter, and I'm only going through two verses today because there's so much in there. Um, so if you're there, hopefully I've given you time to get there Romans 12, 1 um, through 2. Let's read it together. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. Is good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's pretty familiar, probably, to a lot of you. Um, really familiar passage, but um, and really pretty small passage for how much it has in it. Uh, we're going to be talking about in this passage three insights of worship um, that Paul talks about. And firstly, we see um, that we worship what we give worth to. Uh, you know, there's an there's a old English um, word that worship stems from, and it's called worthship, with an E in there. Um, it means giving worth to something. Um, you know, whatever we give ultimate, whatever we ultimately give worth to, we worship. And um, don't we sacrifice those? Don't we sacrifice things um, for those for those things that we that we really give worth to? Don't we sacrifice for those things? Um, I think of in my own life right now, there's, uh, as I was going through this passage and I was thinking about things, 
uh, thinking of something in particular that, are, that I sacrificed for, or two things, I guess. Um, you know, I love to ride motorcycles. Um, I've been riding motorcycles probably for over eight years, and uh, I've had two motorcycles. I've had the one that I have for six years, and um, yeah, I love riding motorcycles, especially here in the mountains. It's just so awesome. Um, but guess what? I'm getting rid of my motorcycle. I know. Um, and can any of you guess why I might be getting rid of my motorcycle? <laughs> uh, I have two kids, all right? I have two kids. So I have a, a one-and-a-half-year-old and two-and-a-half-year-old, <laughs> two-and-a-half-year-old and eighth-month-old. And uh, it's really hard to take the kids to the grocery store on a motorcycle. Uh, not very practical. And um, so, I'm, so we got a minivan. Thought I'd never get a minivan. Uh, got a minivan, and now I'm selling my motorcycle. And, and um, no, but why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? Because because uh, somebody's worth it, right? I have two girls that are worth it, and they're worth the sacrifice. And I'm not saying that if you have kids, you have to get up, give up your motorcycle. Is all I'm saying. So don't take that away. Um, but if you think about it, there are things that we sacrifice for our kids. There are things that we sacrifice for our wife, for our husband. Uh, there's things that we sacrifice for our job, for um, our hiking trips, for our hunting trips. You know, there, there are things that we sacrifice, whether good or bad. Um, we sacrifice for those things that we give worth to. And we see that in verse 1 of Romans 12, that true worship is sacrifice. And it's the sacrifice of ourself. It's thinking of ourselves less and God more. In other words, it's sacrificing our will for God's will. And in Galatians 5.24, Paul also writes, and he says, those who belong, belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. True worship in Christ is deciding to live for Christ and to give him worth over giving our Self's worth. And secondly, we see that God transforms us uh, through worshiping Him. We see that in verse 2. Have you ever heard the saying, you are what you eat? Um, well, there's a saying that doesn't really relate to it very much, but it sounds like it. Um, it goes, we, are, we become what we worship. There's a a guy by the name of Greg Beale who wrote a book that, set, that has a title of that, that we become what we worship. And he says in this book, he says, what people revere, they resemble, either for ruin or restoration. You know, we all are worshipers, whether we worship God or we worship our family or we worship our motorcycle. <laughs> um, we all are worshipers. We all um, love things. Um, and the question is, what do we love the most? What do we center our lives around? We either revere the world, um, we either conform to the patterns of the world, Paul says, we either revere the world or we conform into God's likeness, into to Christ's likeness, and we revere him. Colossians 3.10 says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So our worship is either aimed at our, our downfall, our ruin, or our worship is aimed at our restoration. 
through Jesus. But it's aimed either way, because we worship. We all worship something. Um, and thirdly, true worship is empowered by God. And again, this is my favorite thing. We talked about ministry is empowered by God. And worship really is empowered by God. If you think about it, God helps us worship him. And not only that, but, it, but if God doesn't empower us to worship him, then it's really easy to come here on a Sunday morning, right, as we go into worship, and um, to go through the motions, uh, to maybe really think about what we're having for lunch or, or uh, um, just the difficulties that we're going through, and not really think about God and give worth to him. And uh, sometimes we can end up like the Isaiah twenty nine thirteen people. It says in that passage that the Lord said, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are, are far from me. David Platt also puts it like this, um, says in his book Radical. Um, this is a quote that's changed my life. He says, the danger now is if we worship with selfish hearts. When we gather in our church buildings to sing and to lift up our hands in worship, we may not actually be worshiping the Jesus of the Bible. Instead, we may be worshiping ourselves. And uh, that quote stuck with me for a long time. If you haven't noticed, my job is a worship pastor, and so I get to come here every week and, and lead you all in worship and sing songs. And uh, sometimes I'm not really feeling it. <laughs> Sometimes it's just really hard to worship. Uh, sometimes I'm going through something. My family's going through something. And uh, it's really difficult to, to come up here and to sing uh, these songs that bless the name of the Lord and praise his name. And, and um, sometimes it's really hard to do. I don't, know if, I don't know if you're like that. Just being uh, open and honest, I'm like that. Um, but sometimes it's really hard to worship and this is where this comes in, that true worship is empowered by God. Sometimes we can't do it on our own. We can't worship him on our own. Um, sorry, I lost my place. You know, God empowers us to be selfless and to worship him for who he is. And um, this is why we sing this song. I just realized it was 17 years old. Crazy. We sing this song a lot. It's called Blessed Be Your Name. And um, there's a reason why we sing it. Two couple reasons. The first is I really like the song. So, and I'm in charge of picking them, so we get to sing it. Um, the second one is, is because it's just a powerful song. There's a lot of powerful songs out there. But this is an oldie and, and it's a goodie. Um, it just talks about blessing the name of the Lord, even, even in hardships, even the difficulties. And uh, it starts with this. I'm just going to read some of it uh, because we've sung it so many times that, that sometimes we sing it and we don't even think of the words. So I'm going to read some of it. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. That's pretty feel good, right? Blessed be your name when stuff is good, when life is great. Blessed be your name, God. And then it goes on to say, blessed be your name. On the road marked with suffering, though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Sometimes we just skip over that. You really think about it. Blessed be your name. On the road marked with suffering, 
when my find out my uh, maybe some one of you have found out that your spouse has cancer or that you're terminally ill or your son or daughter has died you lost a loved one blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering blessed be your name how in the world <laughs> are we supposed to do that Powered by God. It says, every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say. Even in the darkness, even when Satan's fiery arrows are coming at us and we don't think we can get through it, still I will say, blessed be the name of the Lord. See, it's in view of God's mercy. Paul writes that in verse 1. In view of God's mercy that we can worship. Even in the hardships, even the difficulties, even if it feels like um, we can, uh, we can't, even, even if it feels like he's not here, we can worship him because we know uh, that his mercies are true and his grace is sufficient. I think about uh, this analogy of grace and mercy that I think I was told, uh, shown when I was in high school, maybe at summer camp or something. Uh, but it just has stuck with me through the years um, think of it this way, that, that you're speeding in a car and you're driving too fast, 10, 15 miles over the speed limit, and a policeman pulls you over, and you know you're in for, right? You know you're just in for. And he walks up to your window, and you give him your driver's license and registration, and, and you're just hanging your head, and he asks you how fast you're going. And you're honest with him, right? Because, Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to be honest with him, right? <laughs> um, and he says, okay, okay, well, uh, here you go. Um, I'm going to, I know that you're speeding. Some of us may have gone through this. I know that you're speeding. I know I did when I was in high school. Um, but I'm going to let you go this time. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to give you a warning, and I'm going to tell you, slow down. Get right, get back on the path. Slow down. Uh, but I'm going to give you a warning. So next time, probably, when he pulls you over, you're going to get a ticket. Um, so that really is, a, is an analogy, is a, is a vision of God's mercy, that God doesn't give us what we deserve. Um, you think of the second, uh, second analogy is that, that uh, you're speeding, comes up to your car, and uh, tells you you're going 15 mile an hour over, you say, yeah, I, man, I, I'm so sorry. He said, you know, you know what, that's, that's okay. Takes out his checkbook, writes you, writes you a, a check for the amount of the ticket, gives it to you with the ticket. That's grace. That's grace. Mercy is God not giving us what we deserve. Grace is God giving us so much more than what we deserve. Um. And so, as you think about, in view of God's mercy, as it says in verse 1, and as we view the cross, as we see that Christ died for us, he chose to give his son, God chose to give his son for us, he didn't have to, um, didn't have to, but in his mercy, he gave his son for us, that, so that we didn't have to pay, we didn't have to pay the price of death, because we're sinners, we all fall short. We didn't have to pay the price of death. 
He paid it in his grace. And he didn't give us what we deserve through his mercy. Romans 5, 8 says, even while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. And you know what? Even while we were still sinners, are still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, and through that death, we are made righteous. We are made, um, God sees us as blameless through the eyes of Christ. So at this point, uh, you may be saying, well, Zach, I, I understand now what you're saying with worship, and how, but how does that relate to the worship arts ministry at our church? Because this, this is what I'm getting to. This is what it's all about. Um, well, I'm glad you asked. Our church uh, at, at, the C- at CCP is really here to be, be disciples that build disciples. You've probably heard that a lot from me or Aaron. We're here to be disciples that build disciples. And in that, we worship, we worship God. We come together on Sunday mornings and sing songs, songs of praises to God and, um, and worship Him here, right? Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, the Bible says that what we do on Sunday should be a reflection of what we do during the week. And so understanding this lifestyle of worship, understanding what it means to have a whole life revolved around Christ it is crucial for us to even stand here today and, and worship God and, and uh, come here with our voices and, and uh, with ourselves, um, just praise Him. And um, here's where our worship arts ministry comes in. Um, we have uh, many parts, well, three parts to our worship arts ministry. One of them is our um, worship ministry team, which you saw up here this morning. Larry did an awesome job of... Uh, of leading, and second, our drama team. Uh, we have skits and plays and other things that we do through our drama team, all to draw us into um, a relationship with God. And, and then thirdly, we have our social media team, which also includes our video. Um, you see our video, we have actually our live streaming right now, um, to Facebook. And if you didn't know that, don't go home next week and watch it from Facebook. Still come back, okay? <laughs> um, no, uh, so we have live stream, live streaming to Facebook now, and then we have uh, um, different uh, video announcements that we've been doing. Cassie's been doing an awesome job with that. And then our social media um, department, we've been, um, we have a team now. Well, we have one person now, that's me. <laughs> I started the team. Um, that's doing social media. So every single day, there's a social media post uh, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, if you ever go to Twitter. Um, and just uh, a post that, that uh, encourages us and helps us in a relationship with God and um, that really empowers us to live a greater life of worship for Him during the week. And you'll see on there, you'll see different areas, um, different posts, 60, pray, pray for your wife for 60 seconds. Pray for the children in our church for 60 seconds. Pray for the the parents in our church for 60 seconds, for our mothers. Um, there's scripture every day um, that you can see. And, and so th- really that's, I believe, is an important part as well to really help us to worship during the week. So I am going to go through these. And my goodness, Keith just gave it to me. I almost lost it. I'm losing everything today. We're going to go through these. If you would, uh, in your bulletin, there's a red sheet of paper with a bunch of different ministries 
opportunities, and, and if you notice, there's a lot less than last week. <laughs> last week, there was a lot, um, as our hospitality and care ministry is huge, which is awesome, because we want to be hospitable. But this, this uh, week, we get to talk about worship arts ministry, and um, I just challenge you guys as we read through this, I'm just going to read through it um, um, with each one, and if there's something that you have a check on that God is really drawing you towards, just put a check by it, and then uh, I'll talk to you about what to do with it in a minute. So we have our social media crowd, which is part of the social media team, and that, these ministries are super easy, by the way. So if you are not involved in ministry here, um, there are ways that you can get involved that are like super, super easy, um, that are super helpful to the church, but also really easy to do. And the social media crowd, all you get to do is like, share, and comment on social media posts. So you can take like uh, five seconds a day and and go on Facebook and do that. Um, the video team, uh, we're, we're setting up a video equipment crew, so right now we're doing some video, but, but it'd be nice to have people to help set up in the teardown. And so... Um, that would be what that person does, and eventually maybe that person wants to video, wants to, wants to do video the announcements or do other video and has a passion for that. Drama team, um, props and costumes are always huge. Um, they gather and create those things. Um, set construction crew, which is one of my uh, goals and desires, I think it would be awesome to do, is just have a, a someone who has construction skills who, who would like to help uh, the drama team and their different skits that they do, but also our, our series as we go through our series, have a different set for each series and, uh, just to help us to, to get into uh, worship and to worship God. Um, stage crew helps assemble the stage for skits and things for drama. Understudy is if you want to be an actor, you can start as an understudy and kind of, kind of um, uh, learn all the lines and come to the, all the rehearsals, but not actually be an actor. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you can do that. And then uh, next step is to be an actor there. Media computer trainee for me- worship media team is a way to get into the media department. Um, we're always in need of someone who's willing to push a button on the computer and make the slides go. And um, huge, important, important part of our church, um, but, but very easy to do and uh, get you training on that. And then worship team, we have musician and vocalists, and um, as you see, there are musicians and there are vocalists up here. Uh, this position really is just is just uh, being with us on Thursdays as we practice, and um, coming to practice for three months, maybe it's every week for three months, maybe it's one, once a month for three months, and uh, really learning the, the songs that we do and getting to know the team and... Um, yeah, getting to see if you're a right fit for um, the worship ministry. And we're always looking for people, just so you know. I am the worship pastor, so I'm always looking for people if you're interested in worship, uh, worship ministry. So all of these cards, I told you I was going to tell you what to do with this. All these cards are on the other side of that Say Yes Ministry kiosk. They're all in red. So you can take a card today if you want and fill that out. It's perforated. Fill it out. There's a basket uh, on the table next to the kiosk that you can put that um, information in, and we will get with you this week. I will email you out this week and get you scheduled for an interview and get you going on ministry, because um, it's such an important thing. 
And again, don't feel obligated. I don't know if I said that or not, but don't feel obligated to sign up for something today. I mean, if, you, if God is really tugging on your heart, then sign up for something today in the worship ministry. We have so many ministries in our church that you can sign up for. We're going to go over three different areas of the church in the next three weeks that you can, that you can uh, be a part of. Discipleship ministry, youth ministry, kids ministry, administration ministry. And um, we've already gone through hospitality and care ministry that you can look at all the cards today too. So if any of those are interested, interesting to you, then um, fill out a card or let me know. All right. Well, what did we go over today? First, we went over the reasons for worship ministry in our church. And our, our worship arts ministry helps our congregation to worship God through music and acting and all those creative elements um, so that we can worship God with our whole hearts. And in Scripture, we see the importance of worship in our daily lives. We talked about that. We worship God because we give worth to Him. And we worship God um, because God empowers us to worship Him. And God transforms us as we worship Him. And so, if you would, take out your bulletin one more time with that connection card. There's a few things I'm going to ask for you to commit to this week. Turn it to the back. Go to the, my, my next steps this week are that little box up on the left-hand corner. Some things to commit to. If you want to memorize Ephesians 2.10, keep that memory verse with you this week. Maybe you want to read Romans 12, or if you haven't read Romans um, through the whole way, I encourage you to read Romans, and, um, and uh, yeah, really read through that whole chapter. Such a great chapter. Helps us to live uh, after Christ. And thirdly, pray for transformation. As we talked about in verse 2 of Romans 12, God calls us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And then say yes to a worship arts ministry. Uh, maybe there's something in particular that you... Uh, have in mind today, and you're going to fill that card out. Maybe you have no idea what it, what it is, but you know that you want to be involved in worship ministry. Um, check that box, and I will still get a, get a hold of you this week. And then lastly, join the gifts class. Kate McMillan does an awesome job, um, has been doing an awesome job at, at getting us, uh, getting these classes set up and uh, getting people in them to find out what your gifts are. Maybe you have no idea that you know that God wants you to serve in ministry, that God says that in his word, he asks us to serve him in ministry, but you have no idea where to serve him, um, then you want to check that box. And we'll, we'll set up a, a gift class just for you, and, um, and we'll get you serving in ministry, figuring out where your gifts are. All right, let's pray, and uh, we'll have the worship team lead us out. God, we thank you so much for your love. For us, we thank you that that you have given us purpose in this life, God. That um, Lord, it's not it's not all about life. Isn't just about what we can do, how much money we can get, but God, we thank you that you have given us actual purpose. Yes, Lord, that you have shown us that, uh, Lord, there is is uh, so much so much to living for you. Lord, you've given us purpose, but you've always given, also given us hope and a future in you through Christ. Um, we thank you for that. God, we pray that you would continue to empower us to worship you, even in the difficulties and in the hard times. 
God, may you continue to empower us to, to worship you and to praise your name. God, we give you the rest of this time. And as we worship you with this last song, uh, may you give us power to do so. And as we go out this week, we worship you with our lives. Mm. God, I pray that you empower us. May we do so much more for you than we could even imagine. Thanks, Lord.